is the Go Blue Crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I am Tyler Fenwick with my partner, Derek Devine. Derek, how is life over there in Michigan? Life is good in Michigan. And you know, I am proud to say that I am participating in Whiskey Wednesday. I know it's been mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. I've had a crazy schedule, yep. but this is a, you know, a whiskey that I will enjoy and hopefully a podcast I will enjoy. What are you doing? Uh, just uh, straight whiskey? You got it with anything? Oh, yeah. Whiskey on the rocks. Ah, see, I didn't put mine on the rocks because, um, I don't know, it just felt like the manlier thing to do. So I just pulled I like it. it. And no, I like it. I was a little, it was like last minute, like, oh, yeah, we do whiskey on Wednesdays. So it was just like a dump it into the glass and run upstairs and get started. So no time to do anything fancy, including over the rocks. Um, we're going to be going all in on Michigan, Western Michigan today. Of course, season opener. Uh, that's noon on Saturday on ESPN. Derek, Michigan played Western Michigan in 2018. And just right off the top, unless you have this written down by chance, right off the top, what was the score? Oh, boy. I, I feel like I'm going to kick myself when I hear it. <laughs> but I I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm – unless I'm wrong, I feel like I'm remembering a little bit slow of a start, but then a score that, you know, you'd maybe expect. But I'm, the numbers are not coming was, to me today. I will be – 100% transparent. I knew. I, I just I threw that at you, knew it, knowing that this would happen. I'm sorry. It was 49 to 3. You're all good. <laughs> I, okay. I intentionally, you know, kind of threw you under the bus there to embarrass you a little bit, just because it's fun. Do you, do you feel like, can you look up if I was a little bit right? Was it was a slow start. Uh, you know, as we're talking, I'll... I'll venture over there, um, but I, I, off the top of my head, I don't remember. So this game happened. This was two years post PJ Fleck, so that's important to keep in mind. On Saturday right. coming up, absolutely, uh, Michigan's a seventeen point favorite. That's just what I looked at today. This is Wednesday. Um, the over under is sixty seven. That's just you know some basic facts about the game. I think we've talked before about how neither of us really bet on anything is that still true for you i, I dabbled into it early this year uh you know because they had all those promotions on the mm. apps and stuff so I, I got into it made a quick heavy buck and, and bounced out because i knew that i wasn't going to be able to you know duplicate that with the time i had in the day okay so i, I got my money got out of there and now i'm just going to enjoy the fall of football i bet five or ten dollars on the super bowl that there would be a field goal or extra point that hit either the the uprights or the crossbar. But it didn't happen. Wow. That's a good bet. It just seemed like fun. I like that bet though. Yeah, I was looking at all the crazy prop bets and it seemed fun. Yeah, if I if I wanted to log in, I I, I always see things like, oh that's fun, you know, dollar here, dollar there. But uh you know, yeah, I I, I hope <laughs> it's so hard to bet Michigan dude and yeah. so even if even if I was a betting man this fall I don't know that I can bet on the Wolverines. They just got to show me something. You were not right about the way this 2018 game went down. Michigan was up uh, 35 nothing at halftime. Okay. You know, now that I'm thinking back that far, I think I was thinking more of the 2018 season and maybe a team they played early there. Huh? But, yeah, no, that was a absolute pounding for sure. 
uh, right off the bat, the, my gut feeling here for this game coming up on Saturday is that it's going to be closer than people are expecting. It's tempting to look at Western Michigan like, oh, that's a MAC team. Michigan's getting an easy one right out of the gates, uh, and then you can you know keep going from there. Easy one to know. It's not that I think Michigan's going to lose, but Western Michigan's got an offense. And if you remember anything about last season for Michigan, Michigan did not have a defense. And I understand there have been changes uh, both schematically and with the coaching staff. By and large, though, it's the same guys out there on the field. And can new coaching and a new scheme do enough to, like, really turn you around that quickly? I don't you – know, I'm not going to, like, buy that right now. This is a big test right away for this defense against the Western Michigan offense that's going to be pretty good. So I I don't know how you feel about this game because we haven't talked about it other than right now. Um, I guess we talked briefly last week about – we were running through all the games. You can go back and listen to that episode if you because we went through every game and just talked briefly about each one and gave a win-loss prediction. But I do feel – I'm a little nervous about this one just because of, of the fact that Michigan's defense, uh, if it's not healed – then it could be a long day. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a Western Michigan team that can score. And, you know, you mentioned P.J. Fleck. You know, Tim Lester, also a good coach who's who's doing it the right way at a program like Western Michigan. And and I think that's where that slow start maybe comes in. Yeah, you know, wrong about remembering the last Western game, but this is absolutely a game where it can be a slow start. And maybe that slow start is the defense. You know, because this is an offense that can score, it, it probably serves as a better test than – than maybe a lot of people were predicting or a lot of people realized. You know, a, a good offense is what Michigan has struggled with, especially late season, and if you look at the Ohio State rivalry. So if this is a team that can test the Michigan defense, I'm all about that, honestly. You know, test the Michigan defense, let's see where they're at, and then let's see what they need to work on. Because if anything, like you mentioned with the new systems, like these coaches are going to have to make a lot of adjustments on the fly because they have no idea what's going to work and what's – what's not going to work until the game kicks off. And Harbaugh mentioned that this week, like, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see, like, you have to, you have to play a game to see what you have. And, and so for me, this is a winnable game. It's a game that I think they probably end up winning by a decent amount. I can see, you know, plus 17 pretty easily if things are clicking, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect this to, to be a game that feels out of hand early. And, and I don't know that, really because of where Michigan's at and as sad as it is, it's hard to to not go into almost any game unless it's like maybe a Northern Illinois later in the season. It's hard to go into any game with that complete confidence. Uh, we just haven't seen anything we've been impressed by. And, you know, th- there's me from whatever, you know, the year they last played thinking they had a slow start even then. Like Michigan football has been depressing <laughs> as ever. So, you know, th- I'm thinking like, yeah, probably had a slow start against Western then too. Yeah. But, you know, this is a team that can beat Western Michigan. Western Michigan's a team that could really use a, a big upset like this uh, just to, to keep momentum in that program that's been around for quite a while now because of P.J. Fleck. So I, I think that this would be a good football game and a good test for Michigan. If you were a quarterback in 2020 and you were just like only decent, that probably meant you threw for 300 yards against Michigan. Western Michigan's got a third-year quarterback, Caleb Ellaby. He completed almost 65% of his passes last year, 18 touchdowns and only two interceptions. That's a very good rate, obviously. And you have to keep in mind that this was against 
all Mac schools because of the way the conferences schedule worked out last year in the pandemic shortened season. Um, and, and in fact, actually Western Michigan, you know, we're going to talk a lot about the past game and I feel like that's going to be where the biggest threat comes from. Um, they had a formidable, formidable run game. Excuse me. I couldn't say that word, uh, led by former Michigan state transfer, Ladarius Jefferson. I wouldn't be so much worried about that. It's just like sort of lingering there. Like if Western Michigan can both run and throw against Michigan's defense, there's going to be some issues. But the big thing for me, Caleb Elby is just a legit quarterback. Um, I think he's missing his top wide receiver target from last year, but returns uh, two or three of his top targets. So, um, you know, it's not going to be a bunch of new faces he's throwing to. I'm just, I'm, like I said, like I'm going to keep saying, I'm just nervous about this one. And a lot of it just has to do with Caleb Elby. I think you know, he's an experienced quarterback. This shouldn't be a situation where he feels too overwhelmed. I'm sure it'll be, you know, jarring uh, to step into that environment. But uh, I think this is a this is a Western Michigan offense that's just going to be able to put some things together. And whether they do it for four quarters or a half, or maybe it's a third quarter surge. Like it's going to come at some point. And I, I think Michigan's corners, that secondary as a whole is going to face a pretty big test. And we'll learn a lot about where this defense is right away. Um, but on every level, but especially those corners, and we're going to learn a lot about, you know, what Michigan's past defense looks like. Yeah, I feel like, you know, quarterbacks are key. And if you look at Michigan's problems, like we talked about and have referenced way too much is is just the fact that, you know, you don't have great quarterback play. So, you know, one thing, just looking quarterback to quarterback, you know, you can't have a Western Michigan quarterback outshine you as good as he's been playing, as good as he is as a football player. I mean, there's a reason that guys at that level play in the NFL. Like there can be good quarterbacks in the MAC. There's historically been, you know, Dan Lefevre's a big name uh, that was in the MAC back in the day. And I just feel like when you when you see talent like that, it's just a matter of locking it in. And and that's exactly why you know a slow start can happen, but Michigan's got to find a way to lock it in because a team that could surge because their offense is so good is a team that is dangerous and a team that you don't want to have hanging around late in the game, especially guys that have game situation and have starts at quarterback that um, you know no one on Michigan's roster does. So I don't think I you know would say nervous is where I'm at, but I can see this being a game where you know not very long into the game I'm like okay I'm nervous now, and I can see you know in, in a situation where I'm you know watching in my home and not in an airport trying to leave the country I can see myself texting you saying yeah this is yeah this is a nervous wreck, and I think that those are going to be those feelings that we don't want to be reminded of as Michigan fans, but you know until they can prove that they can turn this thing around. Those are going to be there. Now, the good news for Michigan is that Western Michigan's defense, not necessarily a strength. It will be an experienced experience group, but they gave up 400 yards a game last year. And again, that was to an all-max schedule. Uh, the defensive line will probably be the strength if Michigan can run effectively. I, that would be a good sign. But this could be a good game for Cade McNamara to really get his feet under him. It's not going to be a pushover in the secondary, but... I, it, this could be one where, you know, Michigan's just not – the emphasis may not be on running the ball because you may be hitting a wall up there, especially if the offensive line just doesn't have that cohesion you're looking for, uh, you know, maybe in the middle of the season. Maybe it's just not quite there yet. Maybe Cade McNamara gets going, 
game one. I mean, that'd be awesome to see. But bottom line is, I you know, is the Broncos defense going to shut down Michigan, hold them to 10 points? Like, that's probably not going to happen based, based on what we saw last season. And, yeah, experience is important, and you expect them to be at least a little better. But um, it's also not a bad thing if you're Michigan looking over and saying, Okay, yeah, that that defense is mostly intact, but they also, you know, didn't do too great last year. I think you look at the the over under, you know, we talked about the 17 point spread, you know, points are going to be scored the over unders, you know, 67.5. So whether it's Michigan scoring most of those and and locking in against Western Michigan, even though again, a team that should be pretty successful in the Mac, like Michigan can score most of those, or it can be split pretty evenly and be a close game. And I think both are possible because you're going to see points score. I think offenses are going to look fine, you know, be fine, especially hopefully Michigan's, you know, like we said, Western Michigan definitely has the ability to score um but yeah it's, it's a matter of if michigan's defense can lock down because i just don't see western michigan's being able to do the same maybe early you know this game could be close it's those those that western michigan defense in the first couple of possessions where the energy's there um you know they, they've got that juice too because of how big the crowd is especially if they're playing well like they can maybe hold it together for a little bit, but there's just no way the talent Michigan has on offense, you know, just historically, even in down years, just the potential they've had. Um, and the fact that things really look to be shaping up with the run game, you know, you have a great receiver core and then obviously, you know, a, a handful of quarterbacks that you can apparently trust. So I think when you look at this game, no matter who's in there, whether it's, you know, Cade playing the whole game because he has to, or, or whether JJ gets time or not, you know, this is going to be a game where we see points, uh, and it's just, you know, you win the football game by scoring more points than your opponent. And I just hope when you look at that over-under, that Michigan has most of those 67 points that they're predicting. I want to talk about some players we need big games from on Michigan's side. Starting on defense, I'm looking at Jamon Green. Uh, Michigan needs at least one corner who you can rely on. And from all indications, it looks like Jamon Green has his uh, starting spot down and on the other side of him... It'll either be Vincent Gray or P.J. Tucker. Um, but I think if, if Michigan just gets that one solid corner and you kind of figure the rest out later, that's a big step forward because of how bad 2020 was. And given that I think Western Michigan is going to be out there slinging the ball quite a bit, they've got no reason to be scared of the secondary, let's just be honest. If, if Jamon Green can have a big game and just play like – I shouldn't even say a big game. If he could just play solid defense – if he can keep things in front of him, bat down a few passes, be good in run support. Like if he can do those things, I'll feel okay about you know Michigan's chances this season in the secondary, given that nothing else falls apart around him. Yeah, no, I think that's a good spot and a good person to pinpoint because that's what's going to make this team better and make this team you know be able to 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 get stops. You know, because you know. It felt like quarterbacks threw all over them because they did. You know, it just never ended. It was a constant struggle to the point where a pass breakup was celebrated like an interception. You know, like almost almost a mockery of of a, like that, like a pass breakup would do 
that much. But for me, I'm looking at Aiden Hutchinson and that, you know, in a way it's a cop out because it's a guy who's likely to have a big game, but you know, being healthy and coming off of a injury ridden season where he chose to come back and he's supposed to be touted as top NFL talent, that dude better show it against Western Michigan. Because if your top players don't get going in, in the early games, and you don't have a lot to get juiced about as a defense, even if other units aren't keeping up with a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, like you need a guy like him who is, you know, your star, you know, number two or whatever it was, freak in the nation to just play like it. Um, Because that will set the tone for the defense. I think that will give confidence. One of the leaders is just straight up balling. And so if he doesn't have a big game, I will honestly be disappointed because there's no better way to set the season for the defense. There's no better way to set the tone for fans to have an opener where, you know, you're used to seeing that D line just wreck havoc and and really be in a quarterback's face. And, you know, Aiden Hutchinson is going to lead that unit. And if they want to be successful, you know, he has to be dominant all season. Derek, did I say P.J. Tucker? This is in my head. Um, I know I said P.J. If I said Tucker, I'm going to be mad. Of course I meant D.J. Turner. Why? I don't know where P.J. came from. If I said Tucker... P.J. Fleck? I mean, I I, I, okay, here's what happened. Because I've been reading today about Mel Tucker at Michigan State. Huh? I've read nothing about Michigan State and on purpose. I have no idea if they're going to win two games or or make it to the college football playoff. I I know nothing. I don't follow Michigan State any way, shape, or form, and I hope my Michigan State friends Oh, my God. Okay, wow. I I feel so embarrassed. I feel so embarrassed if I said B.J. Tucker. I guess I combined, if I did, I combined P.J. Fleck and Mel Tucker. Oh, that's, that's not good. That's not a good look. I meant D.J. Turner, so my bad. Okay, offensively, wild, wild. Uh, offensively, I'm I'm kind of torn when it comes to like who who needs to to step up and like be uh like give us a good sign early. Of course, you would like who are you who are you between? I'll help you pick. Okay, so the obvious answer here would be Cade McNamara, right? Run with it, run with it. I want to hear it. Okay, so I'll go with Cade McNamara. Let's here. do it. Let's do it. And this actually, I'm glad you are. I'm glad you convinced me to do this because I've been thinking about this because I have been watching old Michigan games. Do you do that? Not I do. Old, I, I don't do it as often as I used to, but I, I don't know exactly what what years you usually focus on. But you know, I'm always a big Denard guy. It's like watching yes. Denard highlights. I watch full games from Denard's yep. time. But you know, a little bit before that, even. Uh, you know, all the way back to like, you know, all four just because of the Braylon Edwards big game against Michigan State. But no, I watch old games all the time. Okay. So I am, this is, I'm so excited to go with so, Kate and I love the where this is going. This is fantastic. Here's where I'm going with this. I love, even though these were some dark years, I love the Denard Robinson and Devin Gardner years. And the reason right. that is, of course, you can find games where they, they win and look good. But the reason I watch those games is because Denard Robinson and Devin Gardner were the last two Michigan quarterbacks who it was just so easy to rally around and feel good about. You felt like they were great ambassadors for Michigan. You were so much more willing to forgive mistakes because they were wonderful people. They were wonderful players. They just made you smile. Michigan hasn't had a quarterback like that for me since Devin Gardner. And it's not that I've been unhappy with anybody. I actually felt like Joe Milton was getting there. Like he could have gotten there for me. 
Um, obviously, he's at Tennessee right. now, so that's gone. But that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a quarterback to give me that same feeling because we all know Denard Robinson and Devin Gardner were not perfect quarterbacks, but they made you feel really good. Like it was okay, a mistake here, a mistake there, because they just made you feel good. They made you smile. I'm looking for that. I want Cade McNamara to be that, so that's why I'm picking him. I like it. That that is. I'm so glad I forced you into Me that. Too. I don't apologize at don't. all because that worked out well. And I have something that I didn't want you to steal. To be straight That's up with you, okay. I don't know if you're going to go this route, but I need a Michigan running back to pop off, and I need it to be a Son Haskins. That's a, that was going to be the reason my number I say two. that because if anybody watched even highlights of UCLA Hawaii, and Hawaii is nothing this year. You know, no offense to Hawaii, but UCLA has enough talent to where they should be beating Hawaii the way they beat. Hawaii, so don't look too far into the numbers because it's, you know, maybe essentially a Western Michigan, uh, which is probably a diss to Hawaii. So, again, my deepest apologies. Hope to visit you someday. Just not a good football team this year. You know, Zach Charbonnet played really well. Zach Charbonnet looked really good. Zach Charbonnet made it look like he made a good decision. You know, Michigan needs to come back and say, hey, we didn't need that guy anyway. The reason he left is because we're so talented he wasn't going to play. So, you know, give me Haskins. Uh, you know, a, a game with, you know, three three touchdowns, you know, just because, you know, those running backs always get to get the payout, I feel like, in Michigan football. You know, they're always running it within the 10-yard line. Um, so, you know, maybe three if he gets to play a lot. If Coram wants to take a couple of the touchdowns, go ahead. But, you know, Haskins, I think, a big yard game for me, uh, you know, would prove that, hey, they've got a good uh, running back rotation. It would, you know, maybe relieve, of, relieve us or – or wow, I just – completely messed that up but you know reassure us wow. like hey okay, you know, yeah. we, we've been saying this group we've been saying this group is is probably our most solid group you know come out and prove it and and again if that guy is blake quorum i'm completely happy with that too i just think Hassan haskins the way he's played over the last couple of seasons and the way they probably want to you know f- feature that i think man i am so excited for running backs and like you you know going back I go back to Denard Robinson. His running ability is one of the biggest reasons why. But I also go back to Mike Hart. And now that Mike Hart's a coach, you know, Mike Hart, one of my favorite players to watch of all time, any sport. Like if you can get a guy like Blake Corum to play like him, or even like a guy like Hassan Haskins, just to give you a classic running back show, I'm ready for some good running back play at Michigan. Well, Josh Gannis did say they want to run the ball more. So that could happen. Now you can't run the ball if you're constantly down three scores. That was the problem. Can you? Here's here's the question. Can you hire Mike Hart and then say you don't want to run the ball more? <laughs> That's true. They made they made that hire and, like, and oh, you convinced Mike Hart to come from a, a like you you know probably your your second favorite program in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> you convinced Mike Hart to leave a very good potentially a team that could be more successful than Michigan situation. You're going to run the ball as much as Mike Hart wants you to run the ball because Mike Hart ran the ball a lot successfully, and so that's I think you know. For him to kind of show out as a coach, for him to have those players that can show out, just like you like that good quarterback play. And I'm right with you. Spot on. I'm glad you touched on that. But, man, that quarterback running back duo, you know, Henny Hart, whatever it needs to be, I'm all in for Let's it. Let's get on to predictions here to wrap up. I'll go first. I've got Michigan 42-30. Um, like I said, I think this is a game that Western Michigan either hangs around in or finds a way to, like, uh, get some kind of surge in the second half. It'll be something that makes you pay attention. And I, I, 12 points seems like a reasonable win here. 
Um, how they get to that 12 points matters. I don't know. Is it is it like a Middle Tennessee State game where you're looking at it, seeing the writing on the wall, like, oh, gosh, they got a lot, lot to work on? Or maybe you're just impressed with Western Michigan's offense. You're like, hey, yeah, um, that was good. Clearly things haven't totally clicked on defense yet. We'll move on. Uh, I think it's a 12-point win. I think it's 42-30. Uh, you know, that's 30 points is a lot, but you know, I was, I was thinking that and in my head, I'm like, man, that is, that is high. But when you look at that point spread and I started thinking about it, you know, I've got 45 to 23. So you've only, you know, they don't got, they don't, your team doesn't have much on mine in, in terms of the scoring because, you know, 23 points would be a decent amount. I think it allows Western Michigan's offense to score and show that they're, you know, very talented in that area. I think it allows us to see enough of what we don't like about the Michigan defense, but hopefully, again, enough of what the future may hold. And then I think, yeah, Michigan's just going to score points. They're they're a more talented football team. Uh, they win this game. And, and so I got 45 to, to 23. You know, I hope it's a fun one. I hope that we're just excited in general to have Michigan football back, to see the fans. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't mind a little competition, and I think it will be good for this team moving forward. All right, before we go, uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, uh are you watching, if you just had to pick one, and maybe you're not going to watch either, I don't know. Are you going to watch Ohio State, Minnesota, or are you going to watch Joe Milton in Tennessee versus Bowling Green? I am probably going to have to start with Joe Milton in Tennessee. I just don't know that I'll be able to not watch how that goes, you know, because I'm, I'm actually expecting it to be similar to the Minnesota game last year. That would you be know, fun. I feel like I, that guy. That guy's good for a good game. He's like good for a couple of good games, and, and he could be good for much more than that. He could ball out at Tennessee, and I would love to see oh, that. Yeah. I'd be sad that we couldn't unlock the potential, you know, because like you said, Joe Milton for me too was definitely becoming that guy. Um, just a guy that you're just you just have so much fun watching. But yeah, I'll I'll be tuned into both. Um, you know, it's college football. I, I I did try to watch a little bit of Nebraska. Oh my mind, god! But, you know. It's Nebraska, Illinois, <laughs> so you can't you can't actually watch it. It looks like a train wreck. Yeah. Um, you know, even even though Illinois didn't look too shabby. Um and, and, and you know, poor Brandon Peters with, with what yeah. happened there. But you know, for me, college football's back. I'm gonna watch it as much as I can. Um, you know, I got that time that I'm spending away, but I'm so excited to get to a game, have the most fun. I know you're going to the game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good start of the season. Yeah, enjoy week one, everybody. Obviously there's tons of football for me feels like Christmas morning. I have trouble sleeping sometimes. It's just a awesome time of the year, and it's, it feels so good to kind of be back at this point after you know what happened last year. So enjoy it, everybody, and, uh, of course, go blue. Go blue.